This is a news laundry podcast. Welcome to NL Hafta. Augusta Westlands VVIP choppers are flying or crashing in Parliament. Donald, the Donald is the only Republican candidate left after Ted Cruz and Don Kaich. How do you pronounce that, Anand? Sorry, who? Sorry. The Republican candidate who's dropped out. Kasich. 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 Is that how you pronounce it? Okay. Ted Cruz and John Kasich drop out. Uh, meanwhile, Rajdeep also drops out on Twitter <laughs> uh, or suspends his campaign at least. Kangana breaks her silence in an interview to Barkha. Uh, I have a lot to say on that. And I don't think the ladies will be particularly pleased with my point of view. Uh, Ajay Devgan's name... Sorry, when are they ever pleased with your point of view? That was Anand. Ajay Devgan's name appears in Panama Papers. Because La Jawab, Adrak Kaswad, whatever, what does he advertise? JNU students are on strike. It's been more than a week. There is a uh, hunger strike on. Uh, KG Wal was roasted on Twitter. I missed this since I was in Germany. How convenient. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to News Laundry Hafta. I'm Abhinandan Sekhri. Angrez apna lagan or News Laundry apna hafta. Kabhi maaf nahi karte. When corporations pay, corporations are served. When the public pays, the public is served. Support independent media. Come on guys, subscribe. We're trying to evolve a new model. A new business plan for news. And it is much needed. It can, can't happen without your support. So with us today are Deepanjana. Hi Deepanjana. Hello. Anand. Hello. Manisha. Hi. And Karuna. Hello. Uh, Madhu is missing in action. She is representing News Laundry at a uh, news, you know, seminar sort of thing in Australia. She should be back tomorrow or day after, I think. Uh, and this podcast is produced by Karthik Dijavan. Thank you, Karthik. Okay. Um, so we have lots to discuss. There is, uh, you know, the Kerala rape case. In fact, I know... Uh, uh, Tipanjana has a view on how it's been covered. That's the one you were talking about yesterday, right? Yeah. So, um, uh, there's the Uttarakhand Chief Justice who quashed the president rule has been transferred. A Huffington Post has an article on that. Donald Trump, I have lots to say on that. Of course, there's lots more, but let's start with you, Karuna. Uh, sorry, let's uh, Deepanjana. I was appalled by most of this uh, coverage, quite mm. frankly. Um, but Just in, tell our listeners in quickly in, what the case is. And then so, what we know of the case is that um, a woman named Jisha, first of all, to have named her is illegal as far as Indian laws are concerned, but that's a separate topic that you know I have uh, things to say about. Mm. But uh, a young woman, 30 years old, was found by her mother outside th- their house brutally mutilated and dead. Um, This happened on the 28th of April. There wasn't much of a response on it. Apparently, one Malayalam channel had covered the murder, and it hadn't got much play until the injuries started getting talked about. Um, And the reason why uh, other media responded was because there was a certain amount of outrage, apparently, on social media. Social media picked up on certain things like uh, her intestines were dragged out of her mm. body and her torso was uh, stabbed and slashed at about 30 times. Mm. But um, So the first part where English papers and channels started picking it up was because there was an apparent similarity with the Nirbhaya case with the intestines being dragged out. Um, as it's gone on, it's, uh, there are two people who have been accused. In between, there was a confusion, apparently, about whether this was a rape and murder or just a murder case, as if, A, that's not bad enough, and B, as if there's any uh, confusion about the fact that there has been rape when you know her genitals have been slashed and 
horrible things like that have happened. But I think what's been really upsetting about this whole case has been the fact that it has marked an incredible violation of this family's privacy. There are photographs of her mother lying in hospital bed, sort of completely incoherent. She's got her arms waving about. It's a clear violation of her privacy. There's also the question, of course, should we be naming uh, these women? This is the second time we've got a rape case where the woman has been named. The last one was Delta Meghwal. Now we have this woman mm, who's They're named. both Dalit women. Both are Dalit women. And in her case, they've used her pictures. Uh, the That's the other thing. Case, in uh, well, in Delta's case also, the pictures started which, coming which out. Which are the news organizations that have used the pictures? I think the particularly uh, reprehensible one has been the New Indian Express. Yeah. Uh, who decided to um, be topical, and I say this in inverted commas, and asked their website viewers to take a poll on the Jisha rape. That's how they voted it. That's literally it. Take our Jisha rape poll, I think were the exact yeah. words. What does that mean? There's a poll on their website that says, what would you recommend be done to the rapists, or to uh, those who have committed rape? Mm. One of the options, by the way, is marrying your rapist. Take our poll on Jisha rape is the Who's headline. Who's the editor I mean, of New Indian Express? Prabhu uh, And the poll is just what punishment would you give to a rapist? And the third option is marry the victim. I mean, the this text, is something that a news organization is And it carries up. an article which includes one subhead. Its first subhead is, here's, here's all, you, all you need to know about the horrendous incident. It's appalling. And mm. these are headlines you usually see nowadays. I mean, everything you need to know about, blah, blah, blah. But you don't use this for a case like this. I mean, this is just basic so, sensitivity uh, uh, that you can... Maybe I'm not and Malayalam Manorama also one. put out her pictures. I think Malayalam Manorama was the first one to put out her photo on their app. And they had a watermark that read murder. Is the law, Manisha, pertaining to not publishing the photos of uh, victims who are uh, who not deceased? Or is it does it apply? No, uh, it's section 220 to, uh, 228A. And it basically says that you are not allowed to mention name or any identifying features of a rape survivor slash victim. If the person has died, then the next of kin or any trust or body that is authorized to speak in their uh, name, essentially. So it's a clear violation. Yeah, it's like the criminal offense. In case of uh, Jyoti, who's referred to as Nirbhaya, her mother, after she died, came and said, I don't want her name mm. to be hidden. And I personally thought this whole Nirbhaya thing was a bit foolish. I mean, her name was Jyoti and we should call her Jyoti and mm. I thought that did justice to her memory as well. But yes, it is the call of the next of kin as per the law is concerned. If the next of kin says you can use the name, then you can use the name. But it, Sorry, in this particular case, and, and I do think it's a good idea to say that this is not a name that needs to be hidden, that you are not a victim, that you are not the one to be uh, feeling shame or anything of that sort. But it has to be a choice of yeah. either the person mm. or the family. And her mother was evidently in no state, neither was her sister, evidently in any state to decide whether their family member's name and photograph should be made public like this. Right. I don't think it empowers at all, ultimately, if you take that agency away from those who should be making that choice. Well, uh, from that, uh, moving to what occupied prime time, although I don't know if this occupied much of prime time this week, did it at all? Were there any discussions or debates around this or there wasn't really? I think there's been a lot of writing about oh, it. It's been online television. a lot. It's been online Eventually, television. after social media just caught on to the keywords. Hmm. But I think prime time was dominated by uh, Augusta Westland. Is, yep. is that right? And I saw um, the rather... Um, 
damning documents and now I, I call me cynical I don't think any head will roll no Ahmed Patel or Anandi Ben Patel or uh, how many APs do we know uh, will go to jail no family is going to be touched uh, that's what I think am I being too cynical no, no matter how much Arnab shouts no matter how much <laughs> Rahul Shashankar shouts the nation is not listening to them so it's I doubt it yeah what do you think Anand yeah, I mean, I think as far as scams are concerned, there is a quid pro quo, mm. you know. So uh, <clears throat> I'm not going to go after your scam if you're not going to go after my scam. Mm. And uh, it's but obvious, you know, nothing's going to... And in fact, uh, the person who unearthed the Beaufort scam, mm. Chitra, has mm. said so in, you know, uh, in many tweets that this is, this is going to go the way Vajpayee government... I mean, the Narendra Modi government is going to deal with this like the Vajpayee government dealt with the Beaufort. Kanchan Gupta wrote a piece. Our columnist wrote a piece, exactly. Yeah, of course, yeah. He's been so, saying this since know. day one. Now, the one, I, I mean, I don't know, I saw the debates, uh, the Congress was on a very weak wicket. None of their, you know, arguments aren't convincing and you could tell they themselves weren't convinced. And Abhishek Manu Singh was trying his <laughs> hardest to come up with, like, the most loony, you know, convoluted sentences that he is so famous for. But, I could not get even one BJP guy also to give us a convincing answer that for two years, until this judgment suddenly has been picked up prime time, what has CBI done? I mean, no one could give me that. Why has nothing been done so well, far? I mean, the the Press Information Bureau did, uh, you know, come up with a three-page, uh, uh, you know, list of what they have done, hmm. but it was, you know, kind of uh, wrapped up in a lot of. Legalese and Babu I'm speak and everything. And 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 it. It. So the I'm irony was that you read that and you say, you know, there's a kuchni kiya. But yeah, I mean, you know, the, the, the sad part is we always have to wait for, uh, you know, a foreign jurisdiction to do something. Hmm. And then we are crying, uh, you know, horse about. So, like, for example, yesterday, the Italian judge kind of sprang up on our national yes. screens uh. and Arnab said, exclusive, exclusive. And, and Bhakka said, exclusive, exclusive. Yes, and so I thought the judges only, you know, Arnab has kind of caught him and, you know, like the Reuters guy who did, you know, kind of imprisoned the guy in, the, in his own cabin. Uh. So I thought judge is exclusive to Arnab, but mm. after half an hour I saw the judge merrily speaking on, uh, I mean, with Barkha. Uh. So the judge was not exclusive and the judge was very kind of, uh, uh, you know, he wasn't very sure of what he was, uh, uh, you know, the corruption, where it's no, But he was sure that corruption happened. He said the rest of the well, period is sure. I mean, even Congress has said this corruption mm. has happened. In fact, Anthony had said corruption has happened. And the whole question is, um, uh, you know, who was given the bribe? Times now also sent someone to Milan to closely cover this. Yes. I want to know what were they closely covering in Milan? You well, know? We, we sent our reporter to Germany, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> to specifically but, find the German angle of Augusta Rather, Wales, rather than investigating, the fellow went to the Marx, you know, <laughs> I went to the Karl Marx yeah. bus. And I went to the Karl Marx Museum thinking that I'll see something, you know, about Karl Marx. And the Karl Marx Museum is a museum about video games. It's just oh, called the Karl Marx cool. Museum on Karl Marx Road. I was like, what about Karl Marx? That's just a name. It's video games. <laughs> I said, oh, I don't play video games. Anyway, uh, but the one thing that I um, am a little happy about is that now Gandhi ke naam lene se hamare anchor reports ki phatti nahi. Pehle Rahul Gandhi aur Sonia ka naam lene se you could make out unke muh pe bara baj jaate the. Seriously, and I mean, sab ke muh pe bara. Please, uh, the lady who wanted Santa Banda jokes banned, don't come after me. This is not in reference to Sikh. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, soft now at least they can say you know it does go to the Gandhis 
Of and course, even Arvind Kejriwal took the name of Sonia Gandhi. Sonia Gandhi. So, you know. But the only thing is now, I'm waiting that if they can take Amit Shah's name with the same kind of reserve. Because when UPA was in power, and I remember I tweeted to Bhupen, because shortly after Manmohan Singh was not PM, Bhupen, uh, and Bhupen, I know you're a friend, so don't, don't mind, but on air he said, you know, a man like Manmohan Singh was so weak, he couldn't even say a thing. I mean, who cares what he... I was so like, Bhupen dude... is the same guy who... Me. Accused the CIA of snowboarding instead of waterboarding. <laughs> oh, okay. did he? I don't know. Yes. This. Are you friends no. also? <laughs> did you say that? So I tweeted to Bhupen. I said, you know, I like very that version of torture. You go, Wee! very courageous so of you to be so, you know, nasty about Manmohan Singh. But about a week ago, you wouldn't have dared. And Man Modi sworn in, and a week after that, they're talking about Manmohan Singh like he's a chaprasi. Today. That you can extend that courtesy to the Gandhis, but Amit Shah and Modi ke naam se was sabki phatti hai. Which is yeah. where I don't think anything's actually changed. <laughs> For those who are in positions of power, nobody wants to say anything against them. And but the even fear in the media, the respect they address them with, you know, if they, even if it's a one-on-one, so thakre ji bataye, and if they're not in power, hmm. then it's like, like you said, no, it's Ariman Mohan. Achha, he's showing us a tweet. Oh, lovely. Okay, so, uh, Proof. but uh, uh, is any, everybody, is everybody no. as cynical as me and Anand, Manisha, Deepanjana? Mm. Uh, I, I think I'm a step worse because I don't think that th there's ever going to be a media that is sort of, you know, dependent upon access journalism for its political stories that's ever going to be able to turn around and say to the political establishment that I'm going to treat you irreverently. No, but Dips, there are. I'll tell you the reason. Do you think the, the media takes on the Modi government more than it used to take on Sonia or Manmohan during yeah, UK? That, I, I do think that still, we do. There are still sections on. that can be provoke Modi, hmm. uh, but no one had the balls to provoke Sonia. Yeah. Sonia no, but let, let me, you know, let, let's call the uh, the spade a spade. I mean, you can accuse the the journalists, and sure, you know, people have their agenda and everything is fine. But the biggest perpetrator of this thing, the reason why people don't go after the government is because the CBI is in their control. Mm. Now, why would they? I mean, you would have to be mad, you know, because they will let loose their, uh, you know, quote-unquote, wolves. But on the good side, CBI has a miserable conviction rate. <laughs> <laughs> and I challenge someone, I, I mean, I might be, you know, this is one of those data devoid uh, uh, arguments. Where has the CBI in the last two years given any judgment or arrested anyone who is from the government? Hmm. Be interesting one to do I can't think of anyone. On it. Yeah. So, uh, you know. Uh, <laughs> okay, uh, Karuna, what do you want to go with next? Anything that you uh, found remarkably... I think Kangana, I think we should, Kangana, we should applaud her. Oh no. Okay. Yeah, sure, applaud her, but yeah, yeah, I'll reserve my comment till the no, end. No, no, why don't you, you start? start? <laughs> no, I think you should definitely open this one. Uh, for you to open this debate. Did I really got myself into this shit? Did I, Anand? <laughs> Anand? <laughs> I have no idea about this. We haven't seen Kanna's. I feel the need to point out to our listeners that Avanandan right now is clutching Anand's thigh, but that's. <laughs> <laughs> And thankfully, he's just stuck to one place. <laughs> it's not right. Okay, no. We are watching. Is, I think, I think um, she's a phenomenally strong and ballsy woman. I think she has the guts to say that very few women will ever have the guts to say. She takes on people who no one will take on. It's like reporters don't take on uh, Sonia or Rahul when UPA is in power or Amit Shah and Modi when mm. BJP is in power. 
similarly no one takes on a khanarithik in if you want to so like vivek oberoi not that he is any fighter <laughs> but when he usne wo zara phadphadaya tha salman ke sath uska career wahi khatam ho gaya tha so and everyone condemned him that we are a film is a family you don't do that so she's broken those laws and respect to her for that but Uh, but <laughs> i just find that the both the interviews that she won a national award for there was nothing about acting there's nothing that woman you are you've done this theek hai bhai everyone who has dated her is a dick you picked those people to date na matlab ye shekhar suman ka jo beta hai matlab main itni dur se bata dunga gadha hai theek hai aditya pancholi ki koi history aisi to hai nahi ki bhai isko resume dekh ke bolenge chalo yaar ye to bahut hi bahut hi decent banda hai ye matlab gentleman number 1 hai matlab ye गधों के बाप का बाप है उसके बेटे ने क्या गुलखलाया हम सब जानते हैं आपने इनको चुना आपने इनका गंध टॉलरेट किया जब तक आप बनाना चाहते थे जो बनाना था मैं ये नहीं बोल रहा था एनीथिंग रॉन्ग विद इट ऑल आई एम सेइंग इज देन यू कैन नॉट पोजीशन योरसेल्फ एज अ फेमिनिस्ट आइकॉन इफ यू हैव यूज दैट सेम स्ट्रक्चर दैट इज सो रॉटनली मैस्क्यूलिन एंड पैंडर्स टू अ मेल ईगो मेल sexual desire male everything you can still be considered a strong woman and you can take on people who no one takes on but positioning yourself as a feminist icon doesn't cut it for me that's all i'm saying i don't think she's positioning herself as a feminist icon i look she may have very bad taste in men but i don't think whether or not she has bad taste in men or a man has bad taste in women is a sign of their um i don't know of their politics in this sense she has a certain history that history didn't need to come out in uh, you know national media probably not but now that it has you have people like adhyayan suman saying that she was putting her blood into his cooking so that so that his career is held back now we know i didn't work yeah. maybe so true menstrual blood but bachcha shekhar suman ka putar matlab he looks like the back side of a horse किवे नहीं बने आओ हीरो हुड पता चलिया जी कंगना दे खून दी वजह से सो सो आई मीन व्हेन देयर इज अब्सर्ड स्टफ लाइक दिस बीइंग पुट आउट व्हाई व्हाई शुड दिस रिफ्लेक्ट अपॉन वेदर शी हैज एनी क्रेडिबिलिटी और नॉट दैट्स माय ओनली क्वेश्चन फेयर एनफ आई सो आई एग्री विद यू ऑन दैट करेक्ट फाइन दैट्स सो इन अ सेंटेंस जस्ट कैन यू टेल मी व्हाट व्हाट आर वी टॉकिंग अबाउट आई मीन व्हाट हैपेंड व्हाट डिड कंगना से और व्हाट व्हेन द इंटरव्यू विद बरखा वाज नथिंग अबाउट हर एक्टिंग इट वाज ऑल अबाउट women i if they're successful they are called a bitch if they are sexually active they're called a slut which is true all of this is true i'm not saying it's not true no no but also but is that what kangana ranawat interviews about i don't know i don't want kangana ranawat to tell me that i want her to tell me how about her acting so ask there are one second one second there are other feminist icons you know for me a feminist icon which she'll never be because her politics and the corruption overshadow anything i think mayawati is a feminist icon she has fucking given it back to these mulayams and the कलराज मिश्राज एंड द यूपी यू नो मेल डोमिनेटेड ब्राह्मणिज्म इन द टीथ विद सच आई डोंट गिव अ फक अबाउट यू शी इज अ फेमिनिस्ट आईकॉन बट कमिंग बैक टू वॉट कंगना सेट इन द थिंग येस दर्ज अ लॉट अबाउट हर पर्सनल एक्सपीरियंसिस बट दे आर ऑल्सो एक्सपीरियंसिस दैट आर वेरी क्लोजली टाइट टू हाउ बॉलीवुड एज एन इंडस्ट्री फंक्शंस लाइक यू सेट वेरी फ्यू पीपल टॉक अबाउट दिस बट दीज आर नॉट i to me these are not experiences to be seen on their own just as something to ha- that happened to a person called kangana ranaut these are typical experiences of the inherent sexism of the inherent like you know the family 
uh, nepotism that kind of is at play within Bollywood. Uh, I assume what you're saying is right, but I'll never understand it because I'm a man and I'm half Punjabi, so I would never go. know what it's like. I mean, I, I understand. So that is where the limitation of who we are comes in in our understanding. Manisha, but she I apparently in Rahul Kamal's interview said that you should make fun of other people's religious beliefs. I believe in witchcraft. She did say so apparently. Did she say so? so I didn't yeah, watch. Yeah, so I, I'm just wondering, had anyone else said it? Would they have been condemned? And she hasn't because because she's Kangana. And is that a sensible thing to say? I think she that's said what that I believe in witchcraft. Yeah, I'll, you can tell me about the rest. I'll just confirm this and tell you exactly what she said. But yeah, give me your views. No, but I was just thinking that it makes sense to ask her those questions because it's pegged on this case with Hrithik and every report that's come out after that that has painted Gangna as this psycho. So I think Barkha's questions were pretty legit. Like we do want to know about how she feel, whether she feels targeted because of the kind of stuff that has come out about her personal life because of a case that's going on, which is so. And I think. I mean, I think it made sense. I don't. The, it wasn't just about acting and her award. It was about the stuff that's been in news. Okay. And uh, except that, I just think that towards the end, this one question that you always want to ask, ask stars and Bark. I thought Barkha asked really nice questions, but her last question was, "Do you regret anything?" Why do we always want to ask stars whether you regret anything or not? You just—it's like you want them to say yeah, sorry anyway. about something or or just say. Or just be vulnerable and weak. I regret Suman, what's his name? Or, okay. you know, yeah. Yeah, Kangana, oh, sorry, Kangana Bulram. Wow! <laughs> wow, that just happened. So, anyway, the listeners know better. Karuna, K A and, you know. Yeah, yeah, we know how, how this is witchcraft, right? In this. No, but I think for Kangana, I agree with the, what you said, in fact, about Mayavati as well. And the only thing is, Kangana is a hero and she's looked up as a pop icon by so many young women. And it's important for them, you know, but they're not really Googling Mayavati, unfortunately, right now. So it's important for them to know that you make mistakes and then you move on. Also, and I then some losers come back from your past and, uh, you know. I didn't and on, the, on the witchcraft point, I have a quote. Um, and I have to say, I don't think this made her look particularly smart. This I do agree with Avinandar on. Witchcraft is an ancient art. Everyone should know about it. What is wrong with witchcraft? Don't we like Harry Potter? No. No. Uh, I'm just saying that, you know, Harry Potter, <laughs> while J.K. Rowling has a following, is perhaps not established as a way of making things happen. You know, Anand, but I'm just saying, I have it open in front of me, India Today exclusive. I'm not ashamed of witchcraft, says Kangana Ranaut, and she believes in witchcraft, and you should respect other people's beliefs. A, no, you should not. If some beliefs are stupid, you should say they're fucking stupid beliefs, you don't have to respect them. I disagree. Anand. But there are good witches also in the world. Maybe she's a good. She believes in good. Witch. White witches. witch and black witch. Yeah, so maybe she believes in like a nice, happy witch. She's talking about a really culture version. where there is. A, but okay, yeah, that's her belief. You don't need to. Uh, uh, and, and as someone said, ah, Bengalis Kumau, have Bengalis. Kumau maybe hote hain witches or what she hote hain. I've heard of like good witches. Bengalis have five witches. Witches. One is bitch. Bitch. Witch. You know, you're making fun of Bengali's pronunciation. Five of them are going to catch you outside and kill you. Okay. The only the only good part is we're too damn lazy to do anything like that. We'll write you a poem, and it will be more tortuous than being killed. Please weigh in on this. No, I, I mean this is the first I've heard of it. To be honest, I just thought she was a CEO of a motor company, car motor company, Renault. So it's like you know. Oh, <laughs> okay, today I'm not doing the bad job. <laughs> Don't blame me today. A specialist in the house. <laughs> No, but I, I, I mean, this was a non-story that was made, and in fact, 
just now I came to know that everyone seems to have interviewed her. So I thought only Barkha is in it. But now no, you no. say Rahul Kamal has also. That was, it so, was like the It's like the Italian judge. Exactly. Was he was yeah. in town for the national award. Right. And Amitabh Bachchan is also in town, but he's old news. But, that's, but that is a change, right? There was no situation in which after. you could imagine, even 10 years ago, huh. that any woman actor would be bigger news for her personal life right. than Amitabh Bachchan. I agree. See, I have no... Again, I would like to distinguish Except between the in Rajya Sabha that whenever Jaya Bahasri <laughs> gets up to speak, there's always a shot of Rekha. <laughs> Rekha doesn't attend Parliament half the time. You're yeah. just exaggerating, Anand. No, no, it's true. It's a, uh, it she never once. attends Sachin, uh, Rekha, Lata Mangeshkar. I mean, uh, uh, yeah. Anyway, you know, the point I was making was, A, this witchcraft comment of hers, if Giriraj Kishore no, that I or anyone had made it, they would be hauled over coals because it's Kangana. Barkha didn't even ask her about this. Do you believe in witchcraft? Okay. It was what Arnab says, a softball into you from one feminist to the other. And fair enough, TK, do, 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 do your feminist thing. What I'm saying is you can, you can appreciate someone for X. Sure. But don't then say they're good for Y and Z. And what you just said, whether it is Sachin, whether it is Lata Mangeshkar, so they've done this, Chalo, Raja Sarvi Daldo, is what we Daldo, Salman Khan is a good actor, so Olympic Banado. I have a problem with this. If they have done some great work on X, say great work on X, but you're shit at Y. Absolutely. And I don't think I that's mean, it's happening. one of the reasons why we, I have to say, we didn't carry anything on Kangana, her uh, whole thing, even though when the first interview from Adhyayan Suman saying that she was, uh, you know, putting blood in his cooking and holding back his career came out. Um, <laughs> while it did make my blood pressure go up, we didn't carry anything on it because this is this was just literally dirty linen being brought out and yeah. everyone was looking idiotic at the end of it. Mm. Um, and that's just how it works, I think. So now... But I mean, to be honest, just to finish the point on witchcraft, mm. I mean, it... <laughs> Oh, which you know so much about. <laughs> now we're interested. It's all scientific. Go ahead. A, I, I can personally tell you it doesn't work. <laughs> no, but I mean, you know, if, if somebody believes in miracles or immaculate conception, hmm. then you cannot really blame someone else in believing in witchcraft. No, I'm not saying you can believe, but you can question them on it. No, of course. Of course I mean, yeah. you, you, I'm not I saying that it's I mean, not a blame, but... If someone says ki... I mean, if you believe in angels, why can't you believe in witches? You can believe in anything, boss. Yeah. You can believe that, you know... Flying uh, spaghetti Ga Ganesh was the first, what do you call, surgery that ever happened, Coffee cosmetic surgery, surgery and you can have the health of the But <laughs> you, you have the right to believe it, no, but we will say you're such an idiot. All I'm saying is... Kangana was not no extended that they condemnation right there, for yeah. saying, dekho, witchcraft mein mein manti. Um, now, um, let's just go to uh, Rajdeep quitting Twitter. It was a like, big news. I saw articles on it. Like, dude, can we not give more than two minutes to this? Like, what's the big deal? I don't know. Why, Why is just it such a, a silly thing to do? It's just, yeah, blah, it just went off. He can quit. He can come. He does, I, is he like... I saw articles on it in like uh, several uh, publications. Um, the whole thing started by this, you know, somebody trended this hashtag, Agastha Patrakars. Mm. And... Um, some, uh, I mean, a lot of information floating. Uh, who might be these Agastha Patrakars? And, you know, his name cropped up and he took offense to it. Hmm. And uh, instead of taking offense on, publicly on tweets, he was, uh, or allegedly, hmm. he started uh, yeah, giving the personal then messages. Then it, that, and people said that then he said and it's hacked and it couldn't be hacked. Yeah. And then he still has access. So it was just, yeah. Like, A, is 
Now, this is a serious problem, and I, I, I do believe it's a serious problem of our times. People's online life has become a very integral part of, the of their lives. Yeah, that's true. And I think that is very dangerous. Um, and I think it's best, especially journalists, insulate themselves from it. But uh, I think part of the thing that I'm quite mystified by is that when you keep in mind the figures for how much of India is online, mm. of that, how much of it has works on smartphones, is on Twitter, when you take all of that into consideration, it's such a tiny percentage of your viewership, your audience as someone like Rajdeep, right? Um, why take these comments so seriously then? They are literally a flash in that larger pan. But what is said on Twitter, and the thing is that Rajdeep, I mean, I, I don't think we can check now given he's closed down his account. It is a fact that pretty much every tweet that he put up would be followed by invective and abuse of one sort or the other. Yeah. It was a fact that there was no one who turned around and said, oh, you're sweet. Hmm. Like, no one did. I'm sure people Fair did, enough. but yeah, the overwhelming uh, majority was abuse. Yeah. Not on that thing, right? But why Mrs. would... Mrs. Sardesai was an exception. Mrs. Sardesai was an exception. <laughs> no, he had people saying good things. But him. the point is that he's focusing just on the bile. See, there's a lot of abuse, but, uh, you know, on online behavior. Sorry, Karuna, you want to weigh no, on that? I mean, uh, he, it's his prerogative to exit, but he could have left at with a bigger issue or made a better point. Not hmm. in anger. Don't go away like a five-year-old saying, I'm going to It doesn't work like that, right? Hmm. You survive the abuse and you make a point and exit. Ravish, I think, left and said, there's too much shit, I'm not interested. Hmm. And he walked off and people still miss him. Right now, they'll be laughing at Rajdeep, like, and the trolls will say, yay, we won, score, hmm. next. But here the you thing know, is a bit different from Ravish. Hmm. Uh, I mean, of course, all of this is not confirmed, but he was the one who was abusing. You know what I mean? No. Yeah. Allegedly, right? Allegedly. Even then, don't the DMs, we don't know. No, but that's but irrespective whether the DM happened. No, that's not even the point. Whether the, anyone abused or not. A, bhai, I'm, I don't hugely condemn abuse or anything. But I do think uh, there is a behavioral change in people online. And this I've seen on Facebook. I don't know whether you've discussed it before. People who I've known for years who would not say, who know that, you know, I have a Muslim nephew, I have a Muslim brother-in-law who I've known as friends, they will say the most bigoted stuff about mm. Muslims yes. in general. Mm. They would never dare say that to me on my face. Yeah. Yeah. So I think Twitter is especially very uh, fertile ground for wimps and lonely fuckers <laughs> who have no peer group who can challenge them. And because Twitter is the lowest common denominator of basic decency and intelligence, any shit you put there, there'll be some genius, Are, sahi bola, sahi bola. You know, even if you put something like, Bloody Muslims kill them all, fuck off. Or someone says, if you do let, that. Uh, you know, five of us should get together and rape your sister. There'll be five, haan, sahi bola, yeah. saale ko dikha diya. No matter how low your bar, you will find people to say, dekho, tum kitte tez ho. To ye, matlab, chutiyon ka, ye ek stadium ban gaya ki taliyan baja. If you want to feel good about yourself, Twitter pe jaake kuch bakwas bak do, you'll find a constituency. Mm. And that, I think, is changing human behavior than people who with good reason, had reason to believe that we are complete idiots, either are socially dysfunctional or we have the most idiotic and dumb ideas, they have started believing that actually we have really smart ideas because of the constituency of Twitter. That, yeah. I think, is a human behavior change that this yeah. generation will see. I think it's interesting to see what will happen to the world with that. Hmm. What do you think? No, absolutely. And I mean, the, the other point is that it also, uh, in a very strange way, when people come out on Twitter, uh, you know, it kind of exposes them, it introduces their personality to the public. So, you know, I mean, the whole point is, I, 
uh, I mean, we are going to talk about the Uttarakhand uh, High Court lawyer who's hmm. been transferred, but you know, um, uh, like uh, Indira Jaising. Now, uh, you know, I used to have a very high opinion of her hmm. <laughs> until she came on Twitter and the kind of tweets that she was tweeting yesterday. So, I mean, it, what yeah, I'm saying is it kind of. So, I mean, when we talk about that, I think okay, we should talk about it. But I mean, so, what I'm trying to say is that it kind of exposes the common people to the personality that was hidden in right. uh, yeah, celebrity or, you know. I think that's a fantastic thing, especially so, as journalists. You see biases. Yeah, so, you know, you can... And we, we see, particularly among journalists, uh, this uh, construction of a facade because you know that there's a constituency that you're catering yeah. to and yes. they will like you to say X kind <clears throat> of thing. I just think that to a large extent, though, these... You have to know why you're on this medium, right? Mm. Social media, for some people, is they're lonely. They've got nothing else to do with their time, so they're on it. Um, you go to it for information. You go to it for ideas. And it depends. I, I do think it depends a lot on what you put of out course. there as well. It is a little bit of getting back a lot of what you, get, uh, you mm. put out there. Um, I think if you're going to be provocative for the sake of being provocative, which a lot of our journalists online can be uh, accused of, then you will get people who will be like, oh, you like baiting people, I'll bait you right back. Mm. On the other hand, if you're not going to give in to that, you will probably have a very different social media experience. Doesn't make the other one less valid. I'm just saying that you kind of decide how much fun you're going to have on something. Plus, like I, I think, right? Yeah, what I mean, all that? writers, I'm the opinion, should be on Twitter. I mean, this is a fantastic test of, I mean, to compose something in 140 characters. I mean, you it can write all gibberish, but it's like prose versus poetry. You know, when you condense your thoughts, I think they're it, much more elevated. You elevate yourself. So, to, should we announce to the public right now about your and Kapil Sivan's <laughs> next book? So, Anand and Kapil Sivan are writing the next haiku book. Hamari haiku kaiku. Oh my god, that's a joke. I'm not getting This is the Karl Marx effect. Oh wow. Did you meet Karl Marx or Grouchu Marx? I have a mid episode announcement to make. A news laundry hafta is available on SoundCloud as well as on iTunes. If you're listening to this podcast on SoundCloud, you can find the iTunes link below in the description. And also, those listening on SoundCloud, the references to the pieces that we discuss. Uh, we'll be at the bottom of the podcast page on newslaundry.com, not on the SoundCloud page. So if you want to see the articles we're talking about and those links, you have to come on News Laundry. Uh, and again, I'll repeat, subscribe to News Laundry, support independent media. We are really keen to get another economic model going for news because the current one has obviously failed all of us. So chip in. Also, watch out for our new production, our new project with Scoop Poop called Chase. The first episode of Chase goes online next week. Uh, it's by Manisha Pandey, our very own Yay! Manisha. Yay! Where she Yay! goes and tries to figure out, do spirits exist? Oh, no spoilers. Whoosh. But uh, this yeah. is actually out She's there already. Yeah, that's true. It's on a trailer. And, and, uh, My witchcraft comment is like, <laughs> it's so apt right now. Like, she goes and figures whether spirits exist. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I, me too. <laughs> no, but I don't think you can discount some other force. I mean, science may come up with it later. All I'm saying is that it's, a, it's an interesting uh, film. Yes, do please watch do it. watch it. And uh, yes, uh, Manisha, what do you want to go with next? Um, I, re I just read this report in a Guardian, uh, which is about a daytime cooking ban in India because of the heat mm. wave. Do you know about this? Bihar. I didn't know. Actually. In yeah, Bihar. So in There's Bihar, a daytime cooking ban? You can't yeah. cook between 9 a.m. Yeah. to 6 p.m. Why? 
because there were some fires and it's because... 66 people yeah, died. 66 That's people not died. technically true because how, you can I cook mean, meth because Nitish Kumar is cooking it and smoking it as well. <laughs> <laughs> to have come up with this... Yeah, Breaking bad in Bihar. Are you serious? <laughs> how are you That's a good... Yeah. You can only cook at night. So I don't he's know starting what a new raw food one. What I want to know is, does that mean you don't eat lunch? Like, what do you do? Yeah, how are people no, cold cuts. stand lunch? <laughs> that's in that Bihar. Salads and cold cuts and what cheese. What was I thinking? You know, if a they, little brie and some car. grape. Has Bihar moved since I last checked the map? How does cooking so you can't drink accidentally fire? Can you drink? No, but wait. We're drink, talking about open cook. flame. Cooking on open flames, right? Chulas. But... Which is what I'm guessing most villages. So then most that's right. So you have bad. salads and cold cuts. No? But <laughs> if the point is that there were there was wind that took a bit of whatever twig or something and then set fire, uh, because it's dry and it's hot. It's dry and hot at night also, right? I don't know. Why? Have I, 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 I don't know how. But at night you'll be able to see something on fire because there's no electricity because, <laughs> you know, not that Nitish Kumar is anything on that. So you'll see, they go, and there is a two yeah, year I jail. Agree. If you're caught, there's a two year jail sentence. Wow. Dude, really, Andhir Nagri, Chopat Raja is every place in India is just, it's shocking. Can't cook, the can't other drink. one. Uh, Anand, kindly tell us about this map controversy because I have something to say on that. Yeah, I just oh, yeah. saw it this afternoon. So there's a seven-year jail. We're talking seven about two years. Year seven-year jail. Everyone, this is news you can use. Anand could save your life right now. So listen closely. <laughs> Anand, what is a seven-year jail to? So seven-year jail sentence or a one crore fine, is it? One, yeah. one crore fine. One, one crore, crore fine for anyone who displays uh, an India map that doesn't show uh, Pakistan-occupied Kashmir hmm. or parts Arunachal. of Arunachal. Arunachal. As part of India. As part, part of, of India. India. You can't show it as part of that. And yeah. you get seven year jail for that. Seven year I remember when Star News launched here, not Star News, Star TV, their press conference, Rupert Murdoch, Kashmir was a part of that. There was this huge. It has happened so often. It has happened on many channels. You Google say, map download. Yeah. I'm amazed. I'm amazed at this ridiculous law. And another thing that I was just wondering, and you know, what a coincidence, a friend of mine from Pakistan just sent me a episode that she wanted to do, you know, if we can do a joint production, some joint effort of doing a, a show like Highway on a Plate that I, you know, produced and directed for six, seven years. They want to do one in Pakistan because oh, they have lovely. rich food tradition. Mm. So, you know, Pakistan on my plate. So, she yeah. sent the map. The first thing I thought was, the map, you have shown yourself. I will show you a joint production. What do we do with the map? Where are you How does a joint production happen? So, and if it's an Indo-Pak, Let's say joint summit hmm. yeah. and you have a map there. Can you show it as grey zone? If you don't show it as grey zone in the seven years? Well, I mean, you know, in the 80s, I remember when we used to get National Geographic or Time magazines, hmm. which had the India map, you would see a stamp there. Hmm. Yeah. So, you know, it used to come imported and the customs guys would actually stamp it, disputed territory. Yeah. But I mean, the whole thing is so, you know, sad in a way because this is the, these are the issues that we're fighting about mm. or talking about in 2016. Mm. Yeah. And, uh, you know, boundaries. And fact is, we don't have that. Hmm. We don't have that piece of land. Yeah. And it's not okay, we can say it's disputed, but I mean, the, our chances are, we probably, because Pakistan is a nuclear nation, we are never going to have that land. Hmm. And in fact, even when Vajpayee was about to meet, was meeting uh, General Musharraf, I remember a lot of BJP ministers, uh, you know, were being interviewed on television and they were saying, what's the best option? 
And all of them said, Let, let's have the line of control as the, you know, the international border. So, you know, when even BJP in 2004 had agreed, or 2002 it was, I can't remember, hmm. that, you know, we're not, not going to have pork, uh, you know, it's just... Uh, Pork, you mean. Achha. Okay, um, uh, Deepanjana, what do you want to go with next? Uh, this Uttarakhand situation, I feel. Yeah. Yes. Now, what is the status as of now? So, what happened yesterday? Is, is President's rule on or not on? What is the situation no, no, right this now? Is a de- so, Supreme Court has stated uh, that. State that. So, there is President's rule on. Yeah, yeah. So they, the High Court had said remove President Rule and put Rawat back in charge. Supreme Court has said reimpose President Rule and it is yeah, there right now. Floor it test hona hai hona, wo ab baad mein dekhi jai. Okay. But the issue that erupted yesterday <laughs> was that the uh, the judge who'd given the the judgment against the centre, the Uttarakhand High Court Chief Uttarakhand Justice, High Court Chief, not the Chief Justice, I think Joseph. Okay. K M Joseph. K M Joseph. Is he the Chief Justice? I'm not. Chief Justice. He is the Chief Justice. Okay, he's the Chief Justice. So he was transferred. To Andhra Pradesh High Court, hmm. and uh, immediately Indira Jaising, you know, started this. Uh, who's a prominent really, lawyer? Who's a prominent and represents uh, Delhi government in hmm. many cases over the last couple of years. And hmm. she was the ex uh, Assistant Solicitor, Solicitor General as well of hmm. India, ASG. Hmm. So she started this rather appalling insinuation that you know this is the death of judiciary, and this is uh, you know any decision that goes against the centre, uh, you transfer the judge. Hmm. And uh, Arvind Kejriwal immediately caught up to that and said, oh, this is appalling. And is this true? Is this the death of judiciary? And this is terrible if this is happening. Hmm. Now, A, you don't have facts to prove that this has happened. And B, I mean, this, this sets a terrible precedence. Because I, as, as I found out yesterday, I mean, you know, there, there were two judges in the Delhi High Court last year who gave two judgments against AAP government. One was against Somnath Bharti, they denied him the anticipatory bail plea. Hmm. And the second was against the, uh, I mean, they reinstated the uh, anti-corruption bureau chief, Meena, which the AAP government did not want to do. And incidentally, both those high court judges have been transferred. And uh, one is in uh, Meghalaya High Court and the other is, uh, now you can say, is it Arvind Kejriwal who's, you know, managed to transfer these high court judges because the, uh, uh, you know, the judgment went Hmm. against him? Unless you have the facts, unless you list out that this is the thing, and and lo and behold, as it happens today, Markande Kardu, who I mean, you probably have to take with face value. I don't know, <laughs> but I mean, he has come up with a lengthy response to this, saying that Kejriwal is a very immature person. Mm-hmm. He has a lot to learn because I have investigated this matter, and it turns out that uh, Justice Joseph yeah. has a, a, some health issues, heart problem or something, and this is six thousand feet above the sea level. <laughs> the Uttarakhand High Court. So he himself had requested the, uh, uh, the collegium to have him transferred. And as it happens, the, uh, the transfer is not because of the government. The transfer is done by the Chief Justice of India, who heads the collegium that decides the transfer. And the collegium consists of? Only judges? Yes. Yeah. Also, now the thing is that um, it's, it's um, interesting that judges, you know, never clarify themselves because they are not supposed to speak, no matter what, a sitting judge. And I find that um, fascinating. I mean, I don't know whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. Well, I think they do. Uh, I mean, not, not as... Convention has it that a judge, as long as he's... As a retired judge, he may, but as a serving judge, yeah, they don't serving speak. Don't. Serving don't. Serving don't. They have a propriety. <coughs> no matter what. I mean, you won't even say yes, for. no, maybe. It's, it's in their oath, right? They cannot discuss... I think I, it's I part remember of when that landmark Delhi, uh, uh, Delhi High Court judgment that went for the uh, lesbian gay uh, hmm. right hmm. thing, striking off yeah. Section 377, 
There was an interview of the judge who'd given the oh, judge. But he's yeah. also put that was thing in his reading, right? He's put that thing in his ruling or his reading. So if you speak about what is already out there, I think it's fine. But you can't hmm. really opine outside the right. court. Anyway, if you're so, okay. Uh, anyone is else this a happy it? coincidence you're saying that these transfers are, the heart has just played up and the case no. has just happened? Yeah, I mean, it's not a question of coincidence even. I mean, I, you know, this is a very strong, this is probably bordering on contempt of court. Contempt of the Chief Justice of India, you know, if you do not have proof of the last yes. how so many years saying that, you know, these are the, uh, the, the judgments that went against the centre. Before making a comment. And right. the centre, the judges were transferred immediately. No, even so then it will be contempt because you can't describe motive. You of can course. Generally, yeah, you can't describe motive But at least you will be sure. in a much, you know, stronger, uh, you know, uh, ground to, yeah. With, with the courts you never will be, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone else, any other views or you want to talk about Trump? Let's talk about Trump. <laughs> okay, now I read this fantastic piece on Slate, um, the link to which you can see at the bottom of, of this podcast. So this piece is on Slate. It says Donald Trump is TV's new normal. That's insane. <laughs> and basically it says Trump is not normal. And the fact that it is being covered like a normal election is a problem. The kind of bigoted things he said. And you know, they've like said the kind of stuff he've said. And I've seen another mashup of his, which was on CNN this morning. Uh, there's a basically an attack ad that Hillary's come up with. I don't really think about it because we don't follow it day to day. But he was saying those things on a daily basis. And I think it makes sense that in this whole thing of let's be a to let's be objective, people should first look up the meaning of objective before they make claims of being objective. Let's try to be balanced. Balance doesn't mean that if someone's being completely bigoted and saying the kind of things he's saying, you have to use words like controversial. Exactly. It is a bigoted thing to say he's being a bloody jackass from hell. And just because you're a journalist, you don't have to overcompensate. Like, you don't have to yeah. overcompensate. And I think it's fantastic. And I think this is something that also in the, and here again, social media, this is why you should never give into social media pressure, you know, uh, comes in that you try to compensate. Now, if someone is being a complete jerk, irrespective of whether he belongs to left, right, and if you got to call him out for it, doesn't matter what the people say. And uh, I mean, I'm shocked and I will admit that I didn't make any prophecies, actually, I don't think I did, that Donald Trump could never make it. But I was quite convinced that he's a joke, but mm. yeah. I thought so too. Yeah. I'm blown away. And Huffington Post, before this, uh, the, they had actually a policy where they said that we're just going to cover him in the entertainment section and not in politics. Like that's how yeah, they should have stuck to that. No? And now it's just, no, but they shouldn't have, they should have reported on it as politics because it's just, it you just ignored something taken. that should have been... Trump you know, needed to be taken seriously and treated like the political candidate that he is. And Huffington Post only, and at the end of one uh, article that they had, uh, they'd written a note to their readers, which I'm going to quote. Donald Trump is a serial liar, rampant xenophobe, racist, misogynist, birther, and bully who has repeatedly pledged to ban all Muslims, 1.6 billion members of an entire religion, from entering the US. And they had links for each of the... Words, serial liar, rampant xenophobe, racist, misogynist, birther and bully. So um, that I think is how it needed to be treated, yeah. you know, his candidacy. That, but it did get treated as something that's fun. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what we're seeing now with him being the one nominee out there. That yeah. It's crazy. It's shocking. Um, Anand, you want to weigh in? Well, um, <coughs> you know, I, I, traditionally I feel that um, Republican Party itself is a bunch of 
you know, lo loonies <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, quite bigoted India. And possibly one has to go as far back as Eisenhower mm. to think of a sensible Republican president. I mean, I can't think of anyone. Uh, um, Reagan know, so, wasn't so bad. I mean, yeah, but you know, if you believe in, uh, uh, if you're anti-abortion, if you're anti-stem cell therapy, if you're anti so many other things, if you believe, you know, you religiously, you're religious fundamentalist, evangelist, and you know, all those kind of things, uh, it is bound to, uh, uh, you know, uh, people like Trump are bound to be attracted to such a party. People are, hmm. people like, so maybe, I mean, Trump is an exception in the sense that, you know, he's like a Twitter troll who's kind of suddenly elevated himself to, you know, fighting for presidentship. But there are many people like Trump in American politics. Um, they're just probably more in the Republican Party than in the Democrats. Oh yeah, that is for sure. So, uh, you know. Wilma makes point. So but is, like the media, is the media there more confused than we were? Because even for our past general elections, they were either gushes or they were you know, just sharp critiques which were nominal. And that also forms public opinion, right? People read you and try and see what the journalist is saying or reporting and take you seriously. Hmm. Some people, at least. I mean, the the strange thing is that lot lot many. So you're playing a part are... in creating that persona, either as a joker or as a bigot or as. But I think a they created it. They, they they were playing him up as a joker, but obviously it didn't work. I mean, in but fact, yeah, it didn't he, exactly. He proves the opposite. Yeah. That means. But what is interestingly, what is going to happen now? Because, I mean, you know, earlier it was a fight between the Republicans. Now it is people would have to choose between Hillary and. Donald Trump. Americans would have to choose. So it's not, and I, I don't think Trump has a chance. I, I really don't. I would like to say that, but I'm not going to yeah. make any more predictions <laughs> after that. I think the only thing that stands as some kind of surety, uh, tentative surety perhaps, that Trump may not make it, is that there is no way that the banking establishment and the financial establishment, the people who pay for the American elections would like someone as temperamental as Trump in a position of power. So endanger the economy. Wall Street, basically, I don't think will want Trump I think as president. Wall Street traditionally backed Republicans. So, I mean, whatever yeah. Trump is saying right now is, you know, probably like a... So. But he's a little bit crazier than the regular Republican, no, to be fair. But he'll say shut down trade, you know, and that's it. He'll pull it back. I mean, I, I don't know, he's saying a lot of things. I don't know how much of it he'll actually do. <laughs> But yeah, I do hope he builds the wall because, as John Oliver put it, it means a great market for ladders. <laughs> um, okay, is there anything else that anyone on this panel really liked or found? I'm curious. Terrible? Has uh, everyone read the New Republic's uh, massive piece on Narendra Modi by Siddharth Dev? Dude, it's just like, starting. I mean, I, I read the first million words. Just <laughs> <laughs> started. And after that, I kind of said, okay. I'm not a big fan of Siddharth Dev. I just find him really. Oh, I thought you were going to say Modi. No, but okay. he's a. You like his writing? Huge fan of his. I like his But unfortunately, this article. I mean, I started on it and it was like a, a lie I mean, after lie. I mean, you know, it's just I don't know what he's done in this. A lie a after lie. lie. Yeah. Meaning? So many. It's just full of like lies. what? Lies. I didn't find. Many. I found it very long. Many. But I, I mean, I saw the piece, and I mean, I'm no fan of Modi, so but it was a bit long. But um, what were the lies? Well, I mean, one has to tabulate them, but and I think one one Twitter handle did. It's, uh, it's not called... yours. Damn it all, Anand. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, many things. I mean, it was a highly uh, uh, very biased piece, hmm. and I wasn't expecting that. Because I've uh, I've read all of his work previously. And Beautiful uh, and the Damned you like. You like the oh, book? Oh, yes. It was, it was wonderful. Very nice. He I did enjoy Beautiful and the Damned, I have to say. I mean, I, d I thought it was a little disingenuous to expect 
five people to be a cipher for an entire country. That I thought was pushing it a bit, but the profiles themselves were very, very honest. sensitively written. It was a very written. honest writing. And in this case, I mean, the whole point is, you see, you, you can be very honest in literature and you can write. Uh, like Naipaul was very honest. Dev is, you know, very honest person when he's writing. Uh, but when you're writing a political piece, if you're very honest about what your inner feelings are, you kind of tilt automatically towards the piece being biased, you know. So, and, uh, you know, from his Twitter, uh, whatever his response has been, um, it's, it's very obvious that he absolutely hates Modi. Mm. Uh, so many of the things, like, for example, you know, he's talking about um, uh, Hindus with tilaks in the medicine, uh, medicine Square Garden uh, audience, uh, you know, and he doesn't talk about hundreds of Muslims being there. And then he talks about the Godhra massacre, and he talks about, you know, this probably is the, re uh, the reason being a, a malfunctioning cooking cylinder led to it. Mm. You don't mention that so many uh, Muslims, uh, you know, Congress people have been convicted of that. A lot of things that he omits, which he, uh, you know, in a political piece, so it's great writing, but uh, when you're writing a political piece, you have to be, you know, unbiased about it. I found the, I felt the same about his book also. I thought he was he's too judgmental, and I think he omits facts, mm -hmm. or he just presents something. You know, he's presenting his he's taking certain things out to just present his his worldview. Hmm. So I'm not a huge fan anyway. Plus, he does. I mean, uh, coming back to that, he he does not mention that Rajdeep actually started the fight. <laughs> Uh, you know, in the Medi medicine square thing, he mm -hmm. was the one who punched. And now Ashutosh Varshini has come up with, he is stinging uh, on his uh, timeline, uh, criticizing Siddharth Dev. Said, "Do you know anything about political economy? What nonsense have you written? How the hell have you compared me to this or so?" <laughs> Although I disagree that Rajdeep started that because I remember I wrote physical a piece balance, on that. Physical no, balance. even the physical balance one started by Rajdeep. He was kicked and shoved around by people, typical of wimps. So they'll punch and go back. And I've been enough crowds as a reporter during elections. Uh, and any reporter who's there, there are people who come. Uh, I have reporter friends who went to cover a fire at Yamuna Pushta slum, which happened in the uh, 90s. And if, even while the slum was burning, the men didn't stop groping her. Uh, I was just going to say, so, it's so, more than kick and punch. So, yeah, you really get touched a lot. I have covered elections. If, you, if they see you a certain way, they are punched. And the guy boasted that he punched and kicked Rajdeep at the back and then ran away. Hmm. We got a on, on his Facebook. Uh, Facebook. Yeah. So yes, when the video caught him, Rajdeep was out of temper. But he did not start that. And th that guy's Facebook page, he disabled and we tried to get in touch with him. He had said that he had hit Rajdeep and ran away. And so Rajdeep turned around, he was out of... So, but the one thing that I mean, I, I, I will say is that on this Rajdeep leaving Twitter, he had said leaving Twitter because oh, it's too right-wing is akin to not engineering academic because it's too left. If everyone thought like life would be dull. You know, I find Swapan and the problem, like, you know, a lot of people say such stuff, but most of them are nameless trolls or they are some, you know, engineering student who's frustrated hmm. life and says, Barakha's a bitch and this so-and-so is a bastard and all of you are prostitutes. But Swapan has, he definitely considers himself <clears throat> and many journalists also to be some sort of an intellectual heavyweight hmm. <laughs> and he conducts himself as such. He says the most moronic things <laughs> and I'm blown away. If that is an equivalence, then God help and he's a, he's the heavyweight of the right wing. You know, this yeah. is the problem. Yeah, the quality. You know, you trash a Romila, you trash a Mukul Keswan, you trash a Goa, fine. But there is an intellectual heft, just like Arunab said, they are, you know, so-and-so is a historian. He is their Mike Tyson, and mm. he displays his caliber. I just find, really, is that an equivalence? Is, 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 is that the same as having a very crowded, I agree, the, the left had completely crowded academia. But 
asking for your sister and mother to be raped and no it is it really i mean that's not like your bloody brains up your bum as a left wing intellectual would say <laughs> the way so, we speak about honorable members of parliament, parliament. <laughs> this is I terrible i find that fascinating i just want to comment on that anything else anyone saw or read which you want to comment on well i read this wonderful piece by shalini um on uh, what the narendra modi government narendra modi government controlled cbi is doing on the 2g on the colgate thing shalini singh shalini singh hmm. the piece has appeared today in first post and i highly recommend people read it and what hmm. she's saying is a corruption will not come down under nda and it's a very nice you know with very logical arguments that now it seems the cbi on the colgate is going after people selectively so they they leaving out adani they leaving out ujjal they leaving out you know other bjp members going after jindal going after so it's a, i highly recommend that piece you know in case people think that bjp is any different from the congress cage, yeah the cage parrot any has other party exactly yeah, one master you know, so they are because you control the cbi you obviously will tell the cbi whom to go after yeah you know so uh, anything you guys read you want to comment on I know the one that uh, Manisha is going to go for. Okay, which is Mohammad Hanif's profile in the New Yorker. It's a really, really lovely profile called Dangerous Fictions. And I have tremendous respect for people, journalists operating in Pakistan. We were also talking about Bangladesh. Uh, you know, you were yeah. telling us the other day about the lady you'd met in Germany. Mm-hmm. It's just a completely different kind of circumstances that these guys have to operate in. Yeah. And they stick by their profession. They write. They call out. things that they, i mean they really put their lives in danger right. and they still go about doing what the they do this is profiled by Dexter Filkins on Mohammad Hanif being in Pakistan and being a writer i, I mean yeah, i just like to share with our listeners uh, i was in germany as part of a jury for a dutch channel called deutsche welle when they they have a uh, every year they have a series of awards for the finest in online activism whether it is online journalism crowd source journalism and uh, making a difference in society and they had jurists from 14 countries and um, full disclosure deutsche welle pays for you they make you sit from morning to evening and listen to presentations and you have to come up with four winners uh, the uh, jurist from bangladesh was uh, uh, bonai uh, her name you may also Bonia. know as bonia uh, as rashida Uh, that is the name she writes under her husband avijit was hacked to death in front of her and they yeah. hacked her terrible her terrible off. yeah um and there was someone from russia there was someone from uh, ukraine there were people from iran uh, syria and the one thing that hum kitni bhi gali de de dekho amit shah ye karta hai aur arun jetli se mari phatti hai aur modi se hum darte hain aur madam ji ka hum naam nahi le sakte more than are being on those lists where iran has asked for the most like manisha said the journalists that the kind of conditions they operate in and still operate indian journalists have a lot more to be thankful for absolutely than to complain about and even with the limited intervention that comes our way we still have to demonstrate our spine more than the government has had to demonstrate its danda i think when you go and meet such people it puts life in perspective so really when you want more freedom first push the limits of what we already have and i don't see many people doing it I agree. Absolutely. And I mean talking on journalism, you know, I've I've been very fortunate to watch a couple of excellent films that I can't remember uh, uh the one that I recommended uh, maybe 3 or 4 weeks ago it had Kate Blanchett. Uh but Titanic. Then... <laughs> Sorry. 
which does not have Kate Blanchett. Sorry, Kate, what was Kate Winslet? I'm so glad you didn't call her Kangana. I even messed up the bad joke. But Kate Blanchett, what journalism movie with Kate Blanchett in it? Yeah, it was very nice. I forget the name. It was New York Times. It was a movie. I, I forget the name of the movie. It was a fantastic movie. But uh, the one I watched recently was Spotlight. Yeah, awesome film, wasn't oh, it? Absolutely. And you know what you're talking of, uh, uh, you know, journalists have to lead the way. If ever there was an example where even in America where you have a, you know, very free society, uh, you know, a, a kind of an ecosystem can coerce journalists in such a way yeah. that you can't talk about the most right. disgusting thing happening right in the middle and you're in the middle of it. And also not noticing oh, it, which was what absolutely. that Michael Keaton's character, yeah. yes. he didn't even realize yes. that he was, was complicit. And I love that after 9-11, they're like, okay, yeah. people need faith yes. right now. People need religion. They need to do... And there is this dilemma that, okay, we're going to go Very against true. something that people want to fall back on yeah. in this time. Yes. But Indian journalists face it in, I think, smaller towns still. Yes. Many, yes. Yes. We are true, urban, true, yeah. we are privileged, and I don't think we are pushing... All the more reason yeah. that push when those we boundaries. don't push it yeah. mm. is the problem. You know exactly. the Shah Jahanpur case where News Laundry went and covered, you know, where the guy was killed. These are people who make 15, 20,000 rupees. Absolutely. They live in insecure houses. You know, most of us live in gated communities. I mean, mm. even if someone has come to your house, gate says, yeah, we don't push the boundary of yeah. provoking. Uh, which is why I think Indian journalists, before they start complaining about how we've been clamped down on, first at least occupy the space you have with full gusto. I think. And, and you know, I, think they, I, I think was it Neelab Mishra who started this wonderful paper? Gaon Connection. Gaon Connection. And I don't know how it's doing, but I mean, it, it certainly it merited that the mainstream media would actually pick up stories from it and, you know, kind of. We have a story on some such initiative, a radio, community radio initiative. Yes, Mandakini Ki Awaz, which has been helping out with uh, Uttarakhand forest fire information against great odds because the forest department obviously doesn't tell them anything. And the saddest part is all that these guys who are running the radio station want is a solar power generator. That's all they want. And the government has turned around and said to them, you buy the whole thing, we'll pay you back 50% once you've bought it. And the gentleman who runs the station is like, if I could afford it, I wouldn't be asking for the aid. See, this is why I just, uh, you know, I feel that you have to be mad in order not to press any other button other than nota hmm. in this country. I mean, you look at the government is not even willing to pay one solar power One thing. solar power generator. And it came out three days ago in Rajya Sabha, uh, a question was answered that in the last financial year, the center has spent 823 crores in advertising. Hmm. Not just that, now, the Uttarakhand you know, and government. Blame me when I go after them, ki, Are bhai, you know, why are you 823 crores? Hai, but no, Anand, we don't blame you. We just say don't do it on Twitter. <laughs> we say write it write, for us. Write your um, opinion. No, but, I have. I have you no, know, he has to be fair. But, uh, but the thing is that Uttarakhand has a budget to fund community radio projects and to support them. And this is what happens. It, but I think it's it's thought out. I don't think they want because it's an empowering tool. Exactly. Yeah, they this don't want is empowering them. people and they don't want that. Particularly at the community level, yeah. I don't think governments of any hue, saffron or otherwise, I don't think this country wants empowerment. And in that you know, sense. The, sorry, just to uh, finish up on that ad business because it really gets my goat. Uh, Jaggi had written a very nice article about how the job situation in India is very dire. And then I, I read up a little bit about, you know, how one low-hanging fruit is tourism. You know, and we have only 23 million people employed in tourism. 
Only 7 million India, I mean foreigners came to India last year. 9 million went to Switzerland. 83 million foreigners came to France every year, you know, last year. And the, then I, you know, looked at, uh, dug a little bit deeper and I found out that, uh, so it takes uh, 6.5 lakhs for one full page ad, newspaper ad. Okay, so 10 is 65 lakhs. 65 lakhs is the annual budget of the municipal corporation of Bodh Gaya. Wow. 10 ads, that's all. Bodh Gaya should be like the Vatican of India. You should and, attract and even, 10 million tourists every year. And even with that, they've yeah. done a pretty good job because I've been there. And but that's because of the Japanese. Japanese. Exactly, yeah. the Japanese have, uh, oh, that's correct, that they fund it, correct. No, just imagine, you know, I mean, we're just <coughs> yeah, sitting exactly. here and... Uh, one, one piece that I want to recommend is, it's uh, open source with Christopher Leiden. Uh, it's called Our Borders, Ourselves. It's an essay. And oh my God, it is beautiful. It, it makes your hair stand on end. Uh, uh, it's it's a lady called um, I just I'm so bad at pronouncing names correctly, so I won't try to pronounce it. It's a lady who's a writer, <laughs> so you listen to her reciting her essay, um, and it's it's uh, she's talking about borders and what makes you and it's amazing the clarity of thought, the originality of thought, and you don't always agree with everything she says, but it's just so beautifully articulated. Um, I have yet to see anything that smart come out of. Indian mm -hmm. journalism or, or, or you know culture in in the sense of political commentary it's just phenomenal and and she talks about this boat that you know it's this entire wave of refugees who are coming and it was so morbid but even though it's so morbid she describes it so beautiful and she ends with the same she starts off with this story and ends with that uh, of this 20 year old uh, woman who was drowning you know they found a boat at 200 and she had given birth while she was drowning she was obviously nine months pregnant so, and, and they found the baby in her leggings. Yeah. And so I was just picturing as she's drowning, you know, just close to uh, the European coast. And she talks about this entire, has globalization actually pro brought what it promised? And, and she talks about identity, about passports, about, and it's so beautifully written. Anyone who wants to write well, uh, must listen to this podcast. Yeah. Oh, so you, it's a podcast. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, I but just she's reading an essay. She's reading her essay out. So okay, um, I'd like to recommend a, an interview with a DC performance art duo called Dark Matter on Guernica. Um, I've actually not seen Dark Matter perform, but that is entirely irrelevant because the interview is mostly about ideas of gender and fluid gender identity, and uh, it's great fun. Um, I now really want to see them live, which is not going to happen, which is, might actually be a good thing. I'd probably hate their performance, but they have really interesting things to say about how fluid gender is. And I don't think we talk about this stuff enough, particularly in India. In India the gender is not a fixed identity and that it gets shaped by a mass of factors. Yeah. Uh, and yet there is a kernel that seems to be unchanging. Hmm. In modern Karana. India, that is. So fluid to fluid, I was just reading uh, Devdutt Patnaik's column a couple of days ago on the Bacchus of Bharat, so which was Bhero Baba at Bhero Mandir at Old Fort. You know, and these are spaces I've passed through all my life. And it was interesting to revisit how how liberal we were actually in this even Selv. Uh, Devdat Patnaik. Um, so this was about <clears throat> the God who accepts alcohol. And I've seen it and literally smell, you can smell it as you drive by. In the middle of... That may be your driver. <laughs> no, that is me. I'm driving. No, I do not That's ever think and drive. <laughs> never, never. But yeah, I'd like to pause and do some darshan uh, doing there. 
but it's amazing how we celebrated. It was, you know, the normal, the culture. And now you go, oh, and yeni pina, woni kana. Actually, this was recruited very well. This mandir is there in Kalka ji as well. Yeah, the Bhairav. This was a conflicted one because old fort and things like that. Bhairav, the thought about minds being narrow was articulated very well by Amitabh Bachchan. Namak halal, where he says. Bhaira becomes Bhaira, Kaira becomes Kaira because the minds are in narrow. Very, very true it was. Okay. This was a lovely place. Kind of. So also, on that note... No, but just before that, you know, we start, I think when you weren't there, it was a very pleasant time we had. But you know, when you weren't there, we started this thing that every week, we would ask Dips to recommend a movie. Oh, Lord. So since this week was Satyajit Ray's you know, can uh, I just say, it's uh, the moment these but anniversaries to, uh, come... Tell her not to... Uh, only non-Bengali films. Yeah, only non-Bengali no, 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 I don't like Bengali films much. But uh, it really annoys me. Every time you have these anniversaries, like, you know, uh, Ray's birth anniversary, death anniversary, everybody keeps talking about Pathir Pachali. Mm. It's not his best film. Yeah. It really isn't. And yes, it's evocative. It's got those beautiful images and all that. And it's like when someone dies, a poet dies, suddenly Twitter's filled with people who know their poetry. <laughs> <laughs> Never saw a line of poetry from there. Was that ragging true. in college? For that one month, people crawled out of the woodworks who did not exist for the rest of the three years. <laughs> and suddenly, like, you know, it's Ray's anniversary. Suddenly, there's so many people who love only Pathir Machan. <laughs> Amaze. So, um, which, which film of his would you like to recommend to our... Which film of his? Uh, Jana Aronno? Um, or Aronne Din Ratri? Uh, One Night in the Forest? Aronne or... Din Ratri, Jana Aronno, Pathir Pachan. I still like Pathir Pachan. When you say it, it's like... When you, you said something. <laughs> or <laughs> the things that still hold. Um, Peluda. His Peluda series is so much fun. Like, that's how... That's how murder mysteries should be, and general mysteries should be done on film. Uh, with, you know, a really good-looking detective to begin then, with. I, I think we should make a second series, which is... Yeah, Avinandan recommends Punjabi film. Which, right? is a, <laughs> which is a cooking show by Karvit called Raita Peluda. Oh, no! Oh my God. is back from uh, Germany. <laughs> okay, we'd like to wrap up. Today is also Karl Marx's birthday. Yes. Oh, is okay, it? Karl Marx's Workers birthday. Workers of the world, unite. So, uh, I think we sh definitely should take a moment to you remember to this great your philosopher. <laughs> um, I know I'm not the only fan of Karl Marx. Anand is also oh, a yes. huge, That's huge fan true. of Karl Marx. Lal Salam. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, and I just was in Berlin clicked to photograph next to Karl Marx's bust on Karl Marx Street, next to Karl Marx Museum, which uh, has video games. <laughs> so uh, I think this week's song we should definitely dedicate to Karl Marx. And uh, on that note, happy birthday, Karl. Here's a song <laughs> for you from all of us, especially Anand. Please, yeah, it's better to increase your hand. Increase your hand? Increase your hand? Socialism. Actually, communism and socialism are the same thing. I like you guys. We've had a... This is from anyone. The fact that you're splitting theoretical hairs over Dilip Kumar's song. No, but, but how is a fan a tribute to Karl Marx? Please, because my idea was... We can have Kedriwal's fan of it. Why? Because I'm fan of it. Because you have to also listen to the lyrics. 
थिंग What? What? Oh my God! So, <laughs> as a mark, <laughs> no. About half a dozen protesters in uh, Nagpur uh, Municipal Corporation <laughs> they barged into uh, these babus. They were, you know, talking about something, and they started doing nagging dance as a as a way of protest. <laughs> Sensational video, please. please. May I request Karthik to put it? Uh, What's that video? Also, see, you learn so oh. much on the hafta. Writhing <laughs> <laughs> like snake, protesters. You know, it's just like brilliant. And all the babus are sitting there, like completely, you know, transfixed. <laughs> What has happened? He not, is not. right. Local state nagin dance to protest yes. against PWD. <laughs> <laughs> How did we miss But this? But if you I... see that video, oh, that was. And they they carried a two-in-one as well. I mean, so there was a music oh, as well. Yes. Oh, nice. Yeah, because you can't dance when there's music. This is. You have to call us the second you spot these things. Okay. On that note, thank you so much. फॉलो अस ऑन ट्विटर एंड फेसबुक